0: With this whole new starting pitcher thing, it's a whole new um, weekly tactic because really you want to go into Sunday with 11 starts and then you want to ram starts into Sunday. Oh, you're going to do that? I don't know. Maybe if I have to, I will. Dirty. I'll drop every goddamn starter I have and pick up every fucking pitcher. Oh, PPI that I is find. fucking dirty. <laughs> well,. Here's the thing. I don't want to do that either, but Trashcans has been doing that this whole time and nobody else knew but
1: him. You think Trashcans is doing it on purpose and knows oh, about Oh, yeah. He goes
0: into Sunday with 11 all the time. Huh? And he adds a bunch of dudes on Sunday? Mm-hmm. This Sunday, he went in with 11 and then he, uh, he picked up some PPs for the Sunday. He knows. He knows. It's almost like he's the Actual trash cans, (laughs) Astros. Like, it's not really cheating. I mean, it's not cheating at all because it's allowed to happen, but nobody else knew about it, seemingly.
1: it's 10:33 a.m the day is tuesday august 25th the year is 2020 this is underdogs my name is jacob eeman here with me as he is every day is david patrick fleming the one and only how are you doing today
0: david that's not true that it's the one and only because uh, for almost all my emails, I can't use my full name because it's already taken. So it's not the one and only
1: you mentioned on on Friday's show that your nephews were coming into town. You were going to be taking care of them. And uh, for whatever reason yesterday, we didn't get to talk about them. I wanted to ask you what happened with them. It's I needed a day to kind of
0: manage how I felt about that whole thing because, look, I live by myself. I'm 39 years old. I've never had kids. I have, I'm have. i set in certain ways. I'm particular about my apartment and the things I own, even if the things I own aren't expensive, whatever. And so I, I was trepidatious about watching my nephews, but hopeful. And it was a lot right away. They were here with my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, yes. and they seemed fine. They seemed almost shy, bashful. And I was like, okay, we're going to have... We're going to have a nice little evening with each other. We're going to start to understand each other in a different way. They'll see my space. soon as my sister and her husband walked out the door, they run up to me. They yank their pants down. They yank their underwear down. They got their little dicks out, and they're just, like, flapping them around. And and they're just laughing hysterically. They think it's – and I was just a bit, like, taken, like, oh, my God. I just wasn't (laughs) expecting it to go to zero to 100 this fast. And they start running around with their dicks flapping around, going, Unky McDonkey, Unky McDonkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's that's fine. That's sort of a cute little little nickname. But I was like, boys, like boys, get your pants on, get your underwear on. Let's cover those, let's cover those bad boys up. And they were like, no, we're gonna pee on you, Unky McDonkey. I was like, don't pee on me. Pee right? on I'm, like, start, I'm starting to get like, you know, like, like 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 angry, like don't 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 threaten me in my home. So they go into the washroom and they go to like do a dual piss in the toilet, but they're like little dicks are just the urine's flying everywhere. And I'm like, Hey, get out of there. Stop doing that. And I'm on my knees like cleaning up their urine. And then I hear the Nerf guns come out. And so then they start peppering me with Nerf gun balls with their dicks still out while I'm cleaning up their urine. And I was like, this is falling off the rails real fast. And then they start going, why is your apartment so small? why don't you have a car? Why don't you have any money? Why are you alone here? And, you know, they're kids and they don't have any context of anything outside their life. But it was actually like, it, it really like, I, it could have been a teachable moment. You know, I could have been like, well, some people live differently. And, you know, my life is like this and your life is like this. But I was like, this isn't a small apartment, you know, like, it's like 800 square feet. You know, you don't, you don't know anything about Toronto apartments. And they're like, it's small. And I was like, no, no, it isn't. And they're like, why don't you have any money? And I was like, I don't know because I, I, this is just a hard time right now.
1: I've got I, more money uh, than
0: you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like being combative with them, which is like probably subconsciously to them being like, haha, you're not in charge. So then they just start throwing my chess pieces around. They start playing my guitar with not pizza the sauce chess all pieces. over their, oh man. I was like, got so mad when they were throwing the chess pieces. I was like, have some respect for my home. But they probably just view my home as like a dump. They didn't need, they don't even know what an apartment is. They were like, why does somebody live below you? I was like, well, because there's another apartment down there. They're like, it's your ha- house. Kick, kick them out. I was like, <laughs> it's not my house. It's not my house at all. I can't kick them out. And they're like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> so it was just a lot, man. And I needed more time, probably like one day is not enough to go through that initial transition and then find some sort of common ground. It was just constantly like I was thrown off my center and like managing with this wave of energy that I wasn't expecting.
1: Okay, so uh, uh, it's hard for me not to go back on this, but it's also hard for me to go back on it. But I got to ask more about the, the wieners. So how did, how did that progress? Like, Did you eventually figure out a way for them to, to put their wieners away? I don't know what I would do in that situation.
0: I had to get like, extremely stern and tense and make it very clear that they were to put their pants and underwear back on um which is a really kind of funny moment if you can picture that like somebody some like adult like getting quite angry at the five and seven year old about putting their pants back on yeah their dicks away
1: my first the first thing that went through my head and maybe again this is like really bad and maybe i shouldn't be talking about this on the podcast but my first thought was like maybe i would just take my pants out and bring my wiener out too be like all right you guys want to play with wieners check out this bad boy I this is what a wiener you. looks like, kids. Put that thing away. Those things suck. That ain't
0: no knife. Now this is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, you, you could. I mean, bold move. Really bold move. Could really backfire. And on again, you, I just want to like,
1: say, in this situation, they <laughs> are my nephews. There's nothing creepy yeah. about it. We all we're all cool yeah. with each other's wieners. But could backfire. You know, it could be. It could be like, okay, it's free.
0: It's Lord of the Flies. Now it's Dickies out all day. Or they could just be like you know, make some comment about my dick that is forever <laughs> with me, like forever scarring with me. And then like it, it actually starts to affect me sexually over the yeah, right. next ten years of my life because I can't I can hear their little voices just saying some little shitty thing about Yeah, like about aren't they supposed dick. to get
1: bigger when you're an adult?
0: <laughs> we all have the same size dickies.
1: <laughs> I think that might work though. I think that I think that, you know, they would it would really throw them off because that's the thing. They're like, he's not uh, adults can't stop us. We're going to bring our wieners out. We don't care.
0: They, they they were watching some questionable stuff on YouTube on their iPads. I will say that. Uh, and that may be where the, the dicks out comes from. I'm not sure. I, I, I kind of chose to turn a blind eye to it. I was like,
1: it's ah.
0: just one night. Have you mentioned the, the penis parade to your sister? No, not yet. I haven't really had a debrief with my sister about it yet. Right. Um, I don't think there's anything that crazy about it. If no. I had had a brother when I was a kid, I'm sure I would have done that. I just had two sisters, so it was kind of different. If I was like, "This is my dicky bird," and like running around the
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you are gonna you are gonna give her the the lay of the I guess you you have to right. <laughs> Tell her what I happened.
0: Mean, I, I think she won't be surprised by that. It didn't seem like it was. Something new like that they'd second, figured out? Yeah. It seemed like second nature. This they were like, this is what we do.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> when they left, did it seem like they were like happy to be done with your dump and going back to their to their world of opulence, or or are they like do they seem like they want to come back? Do you guys have a closer relationship now? I think it was tough because I think they were,
0: you know, in a dump, but they were allowed <laughs> to watch their iPads longer than normal. They were allowed to like eat probably more treats than normal, but it, you know they were in a dump. So I think it was sort of like mm, we could stay here longer, but we're also kind of happy to be going back to to the life that we know and love.
1: Right. They probably got like Casper mattresses or something that they go home to instead of like your futon. Yeah, they were like,
0: "Where are we sleeping?" And I was like, "Right here," and the futon was set up as a couch and. And they were like, that's not a bed. And I was like, well, it turns into the bed. And they were like, oh, we're sleeping on that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've slept on that. I slept on
1: that for months. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, that that is great. There's some some good stuff i'm glad to have learned that um should we should we talk about the the toronto blue jays we should talk
0: about the toronto
1: blue jays okay well it's uh it's the the moment you all been waiting for you've heard enough about little dudes dicks it's time for the game diary Well, how about that? 3 p.m. day game on a Monday? I used to feel special being able to watch games like this, but now it just feels like a sad reminder that I was laid off, and who knows, maybe I'll never act in a theater again. Blake Snell looks like a dirtbag, and there's really no way around it. The Jays put together some good at-bats on him in the first inning, but can't cash in. Snell walks off the mound, screaming at himself in a way that concerns me for someone who didn't give up any runs. The Blue Jays' bullpen are taking notes. Roark gets out there and looks pretty good. He's locating his pitches, getting some tough outs. I will also say, he looks like a young Rosie O'Donnell with a Jays jersey on and a nice beard. Yoshi Satsugo smacks a shot to the right field, and you could see it coming, with a lot of balls being hit really hard but going a bit foul before it. It's one nothing Rays. And just like that, another hard-hit ball, this time to left, and the Rays will cash in another. Ho- hold on. Wait. What a relay! Guriel throw to Espinal and they nail Joey Wendell at home and get an out? Ooh, defense has been the story of this game so far with both teams making some tough plays. Vlad comes up to the plate with Biggio on and gets me out of my seat. It looked nice, sounded good and I thought it would go but it stays in the park and actually almost gets caught by Meadows. It's a double though and Biggio scores 1-1, tie ball game. Don't think about Vladdy points for David. You love him. You want the Jays to win. Don't worry about Idaho and their dirty anti-vaxxing ways. Bottom of the fourth, one on, two outs, and Adamas hits a dong off the right field foul pole, 3-1 raise. This is the point in the game where I really start to wander in my mind. I think of a thought that I often think about in these kinds of times. Has anyone ever smashed an umpire with a bat after being called out? Hold on. Ding dong! Ding dong! Who's there? It's Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and he's coming home from a long, long trip around the bases. 3-2 rays. Top of seven. Espinel walks. Biggio gets catcher interference again. So he's on base. What else is new? Randall walks up to the front stoop of Aaron Loop's house and rings the doorbell with a little three-run ding-dong, and the Blue Jays take the lead 5-3. Now Thomas Hatch, a.k.a. Jon Snow, gets back to the mound with the win in his pocket. Danny Jansen can't get on the same page so they have a meeting on the mound which probably sounds something like You know nothing Tom Hatch And Tom's like I don't know much but I do know that I love double plays So let's throw a good one and go home He gets that double play Bottom of eight and the Rays are threatening to come back Doleys welcomes two Rays on base without getting an out, so Pete Walker gets on the phone and gets Wilmer Font out there. There's a nice shot of Wilmer as he gets off the bench and gets ready to throw, and right before he throws his first pitch, he crosses his heart. It's comforting to know that he feels the same way about his pitching as I do. Joey Wendell grounds a ball to Vlad, who throws to second, gets the out, and Espinal throws it back to first with Doleys covering, but the ball sails wide of the plate. G-Man Choi jogs easily into score from third, five, four Blue Jays. Weird that it's a one-run game like every other game. They get the double play after that though and it's off to the ninth. Panic grounds out, obviously. Espinal gets on base via a throwing error and is awarded second base too. That sounds about right. Cavan up and rips it to right field. Espinal scores, Kavan on second, one out, J-6, Rays 4. Drury is up in Gritchick's spot because I guess Randall has a sore back. Huh, this is the type of hit to the Blue Jays I can live with. One that will hurt dirty Davids, dirty Idaho anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Drury and Vladdy both head to the dugout instead of a base, and it's closing time for Jordan Rambo Romano. Manuel Margot gets on base with an infield hit. Oh, that's weak, Manuel. Another ground ball, but not quick enough, and they can't turn two. One out. Meadows walks, but Rambo strikes out Brandon Lau with the fastball. Two outs. Ground ball, Diaz. Rambo runs to first, makes the play. Three outs. Blue Jays win six to four. We split the series, and the Jays move to 14 and 13. Oh, huge win big time look at these boys look at these boys 14 and 13 coming out of the drop. yeah a game above five, a by five a game above 500 split a series with the Rays who came off sweeping the Yanks playing tough against everyone this year. I almost wish that we had a series against the Yankees right now so so we could keep keep clawing against some big boys and not get too confident going uh, going against these worst teams coming up. Uh, we got to run that record up You hmm? get ready for the
0: pitching to come back, go into the Bronx, boom, 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 playoffs.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, I think that this two weeks, though, is really, it's going to be more of a, a sign to me if the if the Blue Jays can be for real this season, excuse me, obviously they, they, they're showing that they can be, but for me, the sign of a, of a good team is the team that take care, takes care of business against the bad teams, rather than the one who maybe splits a series with a good team. I want to see them go out this next two weeks and, you know, go, go, 10-5 10 and five or something you know I want them to really lay into these teams that suck especially with the bad pitching on the Red Sox and even the Orioles you know I think I think we got to get these bats flying we got to run up the score get some easy games uh, let these relievers rest a little bit get some longer outings from starters yeah if you could run up the score on a couple of these
0: games and kind of give your high leverage relievers a bit of a break or uh, get you know be a little Little Yamaguchi time, little Gaviglio time, yeah. Little little Worm of font out there. Maybe get a maybe get, get be...
1: a position player on the mound a couple times so we can. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think? Who do you, who
0: would you who would be like your Montoyo? And it's like position
1: player time. Who are you putting on that mound? Ooh, it's got to be someone coming off the bench, right? You would think like it's not going to be well, like
0: just but be anybody. Choose anybody. Just choose the best, and then
1: we'll figure it out after. I'm probably going to put Biggio in there. Ooh. I know it's a strange choice, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for someone who's not going to try and do anything he doesn't need to. He's going to be smart about it. He's going to just try and throw it in the strike zone, let the guys get themselves out, not trying, not trying to, to throw anything hard. You know, you put someone with a good arm in there, they might be like, maybe I could uh, throw a couple of nice pitches here and hurt their arms or something stupid. I would put in Guriel. Yeah, see, that's I. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I, I knew. I think Gurriel thinking. had a lot
0: of fun with it, and I think he would know how to throw a little bit of junk. <laughs> see, that's the thing. <laughs> you put in a He's going to be like throwing 93 of- or something yeah but then you put biggio in there and he's like i'm just going to do this in the standard way i'm going to throw fastballs right down the middle at 75 miles and it's like boom 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 next uh, two days later we're still in the game boom 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 the score is 101 never
1: happens these it always goes against the the batters i feel like when you put those position guys on the mound they fly out to center field they ground the ball i think it's i think it works you know what time it is, right? Like we gotta we gotta do this. I mean, you don't have to tell me what time it is. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Time for though is another edition, the second edition of three true outcomes. David, are you ready for this? You remember what ready. how it works. I do remember how it works. Do you want to explain it for the folks that maybe didn't in, in case, see, hear it last time? Yes, yes. That's a great idea. In case you didn't hear from last time, last week's episode of three true outcomes, I'm going to lay out a scenario. Sometimes it, 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 it could be various different things. David's going to tell me what he thinks about it via three different options that he has, the three true outcomes of baseball, which is a strikeout, a walk in a ding dong home run. So you, you 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 know how it works, David. Let's let's start off with an easy one here, okay?
0: Yeah, well, then, okay. Now you say it's easy. I'm going to try to make it hard. Okay, go go. The Blue
1: Jays are going to the playoffs. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a home run for you. That's a
0: home run for me. I ain't. I mean, look, I got a bunch of Blue Jays on my fantasy. I got Blue Jay blood in my heart. Uh, they're actually, and they are. They are at this moment a playoff team, and so they have to prove me wrong, and they haven't yet. So that's a ding dong. That's a that's a fourth deck sweet spot smack. Whoa. The outfielders just turn and look the batter does the Teoscar kind of looking at it little bat toss to the side not a flip little chuck of that bat okay
1: and gone do you believe in this team though like are, are you thinking that it's a home run that the blue jays are going to the playoffs this year without the expanded playoffs or you know like what is this team I'm really not, like i
0: i i believe in this team in the context that that is the season this year with with the expanded playoffs um more teams have an opportunity and i believe in this team's ability to be able to make the playoffs this year do i believe in this team's ability to make the playoffs in a 162 if if that was the situation that they're in uh oh man that'd be so tough it would be tough
1: tough. but like we're in a new situation here the last couple years like it's been since 2017 and even in 2017, we couldn't really make it to 500, right? It was always like Wilner being like the, you know, in the past that uh, past seasons, there's been many years where the Blue Jays have gone this many games without being 500 and turning around at, after the trade deadline, those kind of things. Um, but we're above 500. We've been flirting around 500 the whole, the whole season. And that's really in, in the 162 that's kind of what you're looking at around trade deadline time, mid, mid mid season. And you know, you make a couple of moves to the team and who knows? I mean,
0: there's obviously some frustrating things about the team defensively and in terms of their base running uh, that, that at times you would never say, Oh, this is a playoff team that I'm watching, but it does seem like for the most part, they've turned the corner on that. So yeah, I, I'm definitely a believer of playoffs this year, 162. I don't know if they if they have the consistency maybe for that length of season. I'm not sure. But we're definitely past the days of Socrates Brito in terms of our, our depth and people that they can uh, bring in uh, to help fill holes for injuries.
1: Absolutely. This one a, is a bit off the beaten path, but it's something I've been thinking about for a while here. Um, adjusting the pitchers win stat requirements the game has changed significantly pitchers uh you know there are zero teams right now in the league that average six plus innings per start only seven teams average five plus innings per start you need to get five innings as the starter um to be the pitcher of record to be qualifying for a win it's happening so frequently it drives me nuts when a pitcher goes out there he pitches i don't know one run lets one run in over four innings it's a tie game or something he gets pulled in the uh, going into the fifth or or in the fifth and doesn't record that outing or record that out some reliever comes in maybe he gives up two runs and they're down but then the subsequent inning some guy hits a four run and uh, a four-run home run, and he's, he's the guy that gets the win because of that. It, uh, it drives me up the wall. I'm wondering what you think about the idea of changing it from five innings to four innings to reflect what it is that we do in Major League Baseball now with pitchers.
0: I mean, that situation can happen regardless of the amount of innings that a yes. pitcher pitches to get the, the win. I will say the win is uh, pitcher's win is one of the stats I care least about. It seems like it's more for fantasy and more for betting. And I think that within the game, they've found out different metrics that give players the value in terms of what their worth is and what their arbitration money is going to be. Uh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me at all. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a walk on this. Okay. I hate to be, you know, the walk always feels kind of like an in-between, but for me it sort of is because if, if they said, oh, you can get the win after four, I I would be fine with that because the game is changing. But I rarely look at a pitcher's win loss with any kind of significance towards that pitcher. I'm looking at whip ERA, Ks and walks. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing that,
1: Absolutely. And I just thought, maybe we can bring some of the... Uh, uh, maybe that we can make the win mean something again. Because for so many people, it doesn't. And maybe adjusting that making it more of a meaningful stat would would make people think about it as something that mattered a bit more. If you was, put it in the fourth, though... Yeah.
0: the The outcome of the game is so frequently not... Uh, made by the fourth inning. So it, it wouldn't, you know, the 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 closer you make it to the start of the game, the more difficult it is to achieve anyway. So yeah. it's it's still it's a tough thing. And that's why I find the stat sort of it's not meaningless, but it is uh it's a it's a difficult stat to find what the value of it actually is.
1: Yeah. Well <sighs> Using numbers as the way to achieve it or, uh, or a duration of innings, I think, is maybe part of the problem and that it needs to be simply the scorer who looks at the game and says, who was the guy that gave this, t- this team the best performance, gave them the best chance of winning? And that might be a guy who went six innings, seven innings even, and they were down by one run. Like he gave up one run. It was one nothing for the other team. This guy went seven innings gave up like you know he could have given up two hits and still walks away with a loss but you know if that team comes back in the ninth ties it up i say give that starter who went the seven innings giving up one run give him the win because he deserves it and he pitched a hell of a game even though the stats don't show that necessarily
0: yeah that makes sense if that matters to the players i'm not sure it I, i i Definitely, there's pitchers that want the win. I guess that, uh, that would be true for sure. I went out and I got the W.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Walk. Walk, walk, okay. walk, Okay. Moving on. Trading Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Thomas Hatch or Anthony Kay plus a decent but not massive minor leaguer for Mike Clevenger. Ooh.
0: Oh, man. That is so tough. I really like Mike Clevenger, obviously, with this whole thing that's gone down makes me you know like him as a person less but that doesn't change his pitching at all oh man that's uh that's really really tough <laughs> so i mean i think if i have to think this long it's obviously not a ding dong
1: but is it it's almost like a, it's almost like a ding dong that went foul you know just yeah. went the other yeah. side it's it's like a ding dong that
0: went foul but then the next pitch is ball four. That's a walk. I could live with that trade, but I mm, I hate that. I hate that, that you've put me in this position. I hate you and I hate <laughs> that question, And but that's another walk. Stop putting me in situations that I, give me some pitches to crush. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, let's see what you think of this one. The seventh inning interactive dance theme song of the Blue Jays, OK Blue Jays. That is three uh,
0: 110-mile-an-hour fastballs right down the gut that break three different catchers' hands, and it is a strikeout like we've never seen in our lives. (laughs) You don't
1: like OK Blue Jays?
0: No, I don't like OK Blue Jays. Wow.
1: Wow. I'm surprised. It's like
0: as lame as, look, well, I was just about to say something blasphemous to the Blue Jays community, but I held back on it. I do not like OK Blue Jays. I don't like the dance. I don't like the tone of the song. Uh, I don't like, I, I don't, I don't like it. Right. Okay. It is so lame. It is so hokey. It is so, uh, like, the way that people view Canadians from the outside. Right. It, it
1: sucks. Uh, I I see what you mean. I, I feel a bit like that. There are there is a video of us doing the dance at my birthday together. You know when you're when you're the right level of drunk and that comes on in the seventh inning and you know that it's hokey. Blue Jays are up though, and you start doing that dance with the crowd. You've got the kids around you. You feel like a kid again. You're not embarrassed because they're asking you to do it. You know, the people who aren't doing it, they should be the embarrassed ones because they think they're too cool to okay blue jays.
0: No, but that's like you say, Oh, I, I did it, I was drunk and it was fun. That's like if I came to you and I was like, Man, I got so high last night, I watched three hours of Paw Patrol. Like, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make it better.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I I'm I gotta say I'm a bit surprised. I think I think it's for me, it's a home run. I love the OK Blue wow. Jays. I don't I don't I don't care if it's if it's hokey, if it's corny. I like the corniness. I think that, you know, baseball needs a bit of corniness. You know, like no one is take me out to the ball game. Is that a home run? Like it's a pretty no, Is there no but
0: the, you could come up with something that was completely different. I got no problem breaking the tradition. I it's just uh, like let's do something that really is really our city, our team, our culture, not Okay, Blue Jays, let's play ball. Like, are we at nursery school? Are are they trying to distract
1: us for the twenty minutes before we get to eat our carrot sticks? There's nothing that you could come up with now. Like, you could, you could, if okay, Blue Jays came out now and they tried to make that happen now, obviously it would be like the 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 quickest strikeout you've ever seen. It would never work. But the fact that it's from the '80s, it's been it's been happening for. Thirty years, you can well. Well, that's just like saying
0: you don't swing three O because that's been happening for as long as baseball's been happening. I'm just saying you can allow for... tradition
1: in baseball that can be chucked out the door. Okay, okay. Let's move on then. Uh, I'm I'm just a little disheartened by <laughs> by uh, your callousness, your your hard shell of of not willing to do the okay Blue Jays. I'm going to remember that. Te Oscar Hernandez representing the Blue Jays at the All-Star Game if we had one this season. The
0: sole representative? So I'm choosing him
1: over any other one person? Well, uh, I'm saying that he's been chosen. And do you think that that is the right choice? Strikeout. Whoa.
0: Okay. Strikeout on a hanging curveball that he th- was waiting for on a fastball? No. No. I do not think that he is the representative of this team for the all-star for me, it's Kevin Biggio. I think Kevin's a leader. I think Kevin is good on both sides of the ball. I think Kevin does a lot for this team um, behind the scenes. Obviously that's a guess, but I'm going to guess that he does. I think there's been so many bad looks for Teoscar in the field this year. And yes, Teoscar's really hot. I need to see Teoscar keep up this offense for a lot longer than he's been doing it for me to truly believe in him changing because just because he walked three times the other night doesn't mean that he's changed his approach. He still only has seven walks on the entire season. So for me, I think the represent, like obviously if Bo was healthy, it wouldn't even be close. Mm-hmm. Bo's there and it's it's not even a question. We don't even have this conversation, but for me, it's Cavan.
1: Okay, I think I would probably still be giving giving Teoscar the the nod over Cavan Biggio. I understand that Cavan Biggio is probably has a bigger effect on us winning games, but in terms of an all star, is not really the the guy I'm looking for out there. Um, Teoscar's got the dingers. He's got the power. Um, maybe a bit less competition in right field than there is on the infield to have a, a represent a, a, a representative in that way in the American league. I'm not sure about that, but uh, um, for me, I, I think it's, I think it's a home run or at least a walk to have Teoscar Oscar be the blue Jays at this point, be the blue Jays um, questionable strike all-star. three
0: call. I'll give you that. But for me, it is strike three.
1: All right. Well, moving on. Can you, Trading Ken Giles at the deadline if he was able to come back and be healthy and desirable, which doesn't look likely right now.
0: Yeah, home run. Like At this point with him, I just don't think that I can trust his ability to stay healthy. I love Ken Giles. Healthy Ken Giles is exactly who I want on this team. He's just has an inability to stay on the field, and if you could get something for him now as opposed to – taking the gamble, re-signing him, and then uh, him getting hurt again and then constantly trying to manage your bullpen around an injury. I don't imagine you could get too much for him. So in a way, it's it's close to a walk. But uh, if you can get something of value, that's a ding-dong.
1: Okay. You think you're going to be able to explain that to the team who is in the playoff hunt? You know, they're coming... They're coming up, they're winning a bunch of games, and you say, listen, uh, you know, K- Ken Giles comes back in, blows some people away, gets two saves or something before the trade deadline, and suddenly you, you got Romano in, in the 8th or, or in the 7th, and you've got Bass around there. Suddenly suddenly you got <coughs> another huge leverage guy, one of the best closers in the game, and you're going to trade him for this, uh, for this run? Well, like I said, it's it depends call. on what you... like. It, a, it is
0: a tough call, but it's, it depends on what you get. And I think that this team absolutely believes in Jordan Romano. I think with Merriweather in the potential late-inning leverage spots, Hatch, uh, Bass, it is tough. It is absolutely tough if they're in that playoff spot and, and it's like 100-mile Giles and he's looking amazing and he's oh. lights out. Yeah. Uh, that... <laughs> Because I wasn't considering the playoff thing when I when I said uh, dinger, but I got to stick. You got to st- got to stick with my gut and just try to battle my way out of this hole. Yeah. It's uh, the ball's
1: already out of the park. You can't take it back.
0: Cunha jumps up on the fence to try to get, ca- and it gets tipped off of Cunha's glove, and it's over the fence. That is a questionable home <laughs> run, but a home run nonetheless.
1: Yeah, baby. Okay, bringing back Bo Bichette this season. He's healthy. But you're told there is a 10 percent chance he could get hurt again, much worse, to the point where he might miss some of next season, or potentially having to start think about a position change. Oy.
0: Ding dong! We've all seen the last dance, baby. We all we all we all heard uh, Reinsdorf say that to Jordan, and what did Jordan say? Depends on how bad the headache. And then what happened to him? Best player ever. One of the greatest athletes of all time. If you're going to be what you're going to be, you are going to be it. I want to see Bo Bichette on the field if he's healthy. I don't want to uh, because I don't understand how that necessarily changes over time. There's there's probably a 10% chance that every single player on the field at any given time could end their
1: career. Uh, at any given moment. In this hypothetical, it's it's zero and it's ten percent for Bo. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> ding dong, <laughs> ding dong, home run. Okay, okay, I'm probably I'm probably gonna say that's a strikeout for me. I don't want to risk it with Bo. Yeah, he's healthy, but uh, next year is the year I'm looking at with the uh, a more legitimate, real season. Hopefully, you know who knows what's gonna actually happen next year. <laughs> Could have another uh, shortened season. 2020 was the
0: last time we ever saw baseball, and Bo will never play again anyway.
1: Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, I guess it... I'm going to say it's a strikeout for me. Okay. Well, that was three true outcomes. Let's wrap up the show here um, because it's a tough day for Blue Jays fans. It's a tough day for all of us you know we gather here today to remember thomas panone um if there's anyone that wants to come up and just say a couple of words any thoughts feelings that you had about thomas um come on D- david will you will you say I, something i I'll,
0: I'll i'll say something uh to start this off uh thomas i I had to baseball reference you to make sure that you were who I was thinking of because I was pretty sure that you were the soft-throwing lefty that I found boring to watch. And you are. You're exactly who I thought. When I saw the picture, I was like, yeah, that's the guy. And I looked at your baseball reference and it's not as bad as I thought. It's not that bad. I mean, it's not good, like, it, but it's not that bad. And then I looked at your career earnings and I thought, oh. You didn't make that much. Maybe you'll have to see what it's like living poor now. And I'll tell you, it sucks. Sometimes uh, you'll get teased about it by five- and seven-year-olds. But I do, hope, <laughs> I do hope that you figure it out with another team. And if you're ever on TV not playing the Jays and you're on the mound, uh, I'm not going to watch.
1: Thank you. Thanks, David. Um I wasn't planning on saying anything but since no one else will I guess I'll 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 try here. Um Thomas you are left-handed. Um <laughs> sometimes you were a, a starter, sometimes you were a reliever. Not particularly great in either role. Um today mention you were left-handed. Yeah, I did. Um, we traded Joe Smith for you. I liked Joe Smith a lot. He was... Yeah,
0: Joe Smith, sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt this. Joe, Joe Smith was great. Joe oh, Smith is sorry.
1: awesome. I loved Joe Smith. Um, you had a couple of, of pretty effective outings. You pitched one immaculate inning and I think that sort of sums sums you up nicely. You know, for one inning in your career, you were perfect. I, I wish more than anything that you were able to figure out how the the PEDs work and you could have gotten away with those and didn't receive that 80 game suspension and maybe you could have amounted to something if you if you had those performance enhancing drugs without them you're just another DFA and it's time to say goodbye so ar- adios yeah. Tamos.
0: This eulogy sucks. Let's go get some Joe Smith jerseys.
1: <laughs> Joe Smith rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. That was the that was the eulogy for Thomas Pannone. DFA'd for from the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> it's uh, who, who are we playing tonight? Is it the Marlins? Is it the Orioles? No, it's the Orioles. We're going back to God. Make sure. Oh yeah, there. no, we're, we're headed back to Buffalo to tonight Buffalo to
0: play the Orioles. No shit. The Red Sox. Red
1: Sox. We are welcoming the Red Sox into beautiful Buffalo, Salem Field. Um, Get back to Dinger World. Um, Who's on the mound tonight, David?
0: Chase Anderson on the mound against the Red Sox. They don't know what's coming at them in Buffalo. It's like a game of Hungry Hungry Hippo when it comes to Salem Field.
1: Get ready. All right. Well... I am Jacob Eman. This is David Patrick Fleming. You just listened to Underdogs. We'll be back tomorrow.
0: I meant Whack-A-Mole, not Hungry Hungry Hippo. Bye. <laughs>